The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on demand. Absolutely awesome to see you down in Florida, Roddy. Unfortunately, you are at the grind, working LOL. Enjoy it, man. You deserve it. How about that? Listen, please don't feel sorry for me. Darren, do you feel sorry for me when I got to work? I feel sorry for me. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Kind of a life that I could settle into. Fun, sign, and surf. It's the Rod Peterson Show. Oh, yeah. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. We are off to a flying start. As you can see, we are live again in Dodge City, beautiful South Florida, another scorching day down here in paradise. Producer Clark has told me that Moose DuPont has just run out of the room. And after over a week of being on remote with this broadcast, I, for whatever reason, have decided to pick today to not be able to read Darren's writing. Clark, can you please tell me in my ear if Moose is back in the room or what's going on? What a time for this to all go down. Say what? He's gone. Okay, thank you. So I guess you don't need to tell me. Just tell me when he's back, I guess. Uh, It doesn't matter. We'll get through this. What I'm looking for, guys, if you want to text it to me, Jordan or Clark, is the password to get into Team Viewer so I can read the viewer comments because... Listen, I can handle this opening segment here, the warm-up, all by myself. I've done it before. If I have viewer participation, but as it stands here right now, I can't get the viewer comments because I can't read Darren's handwriting. But it's not his fault. I've been reading it for the last week, and today, for whatever reason, I just can't make out what his N's and his R's are. Okay? Got it? Enough about that. It's going to be a tremendous show today. They all are, but especially this one, particularly for our hockey fans. Gary Lawless, Vegas Golden Knights insider, will be joining us from Sin City coming up in hour one. And in hour two, as promised, he had a reschedule last week, but he's going to be here today. A.J. Galante, the owner of the Danbury Trashers pro hockey team from the United Hockey League. And I know some of you are saying, Rod, the team's extinct. Folded. That's all true. But he still owns it. A.J. Galante from the Netflix series. What's it? Crime and Untold Stories, Clark? Is that what the... I've watched all the untold crime and penalties. I should be writing that down. But basically, when I say Danbury Trashers, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I hope you people have an hour and 20 minutes to watch the show, if you haven't yet, before A.J. Galante comes on in hour two, okay? In block two. 
So we are live, as I said, from Dodge City. Let's get to the quick six show topics, please, if you don't mind. And again... Did you guys text me the code yet? Did you text me the code? No. He's just settling back in. Okay. Yeah, I just... <clears throat> Moose, I can't read your handwriting, bruh. So I'm trying to get to the code. So my number one point, it is Canada. It's Canada's daytime sports talk show. So we're going to start with hockey, right? We'll get to the NFL in a moment. But listen, all the buzz out of all these NHL preseason games yesterday, and I was at one. You see that I'm wearing my Panthers gear today. I was at the newly named Florida Live Arena for a doubleheader there. But the, the, out of all the games Sunday, this is the one that came to mind the most. Seattle made its NHL preseason debut with a 5-3 victory over the Vancouver Canucks at Spokane Arena. The Kraken rallied from a 2-0 deficit by scoring three in the second, another two in the third. Riley Sheehan scored the first goal in Kraken history. The game, as mentioned, was played in Spokane, Washington. So although I did take in the doubleheader here in Sunrise, Florida, that wasn't what everybody was talking about. Everybody was talking about the Seattle Kraken. Now, Moose, are you good? What do we got going on here? I'm I good. Can hear him fiddling with a microphone. I, I'm you good. good. Was it an emergency in there? That was my good? signal. Yes, I got uh, a phone call came in, but it's not, no emergency. We're all good. Okay. So what I opened up with, I don't know how many preseason games there were in the NHL. There was like eight, maybe more. Yeah. And I witnessed the one here between the Panthers and Preds, which I'll get to. But the Seattle Kraken won their first game, beating the Vancouver Canucks. How is the panic level on the West Coast right now that your Canucks lost to the Seattle Kraken? Do, do people understand that this is not going into the history books as the first win in Seattle Kraken history? I'm sure somebody's got the puck. I'm sure the jerseys got auctioned off. But this game doesn't mean anything, right? Right. It doesn't. You know, and what are we going to say? You just talked about the first goal in Seattle Kraken history. Is it? It's not Riley Sheehan. No, yeah. it's not. It can still be Jordan Everly. These games don't really mean anything, so don't panic. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's a one-off. Uh, the Leafs won, correct, on Saturday night, 5-2 over the Montreal Canadiens, or were you even really paying attention to it? Because I know you were in the car driving no. back from Winnipeg. Were you, were you following it on your score app? Was it on television? I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't I mean, following. So no... <laughs> So nobody's that geeked up about NHL preseason. Okay, I get it. In Canada. But here's right. mine, okay, from Sunrise, Florida yesterday. You watched our social. You saw uh, yep. at the Rod Peterson show my Instagram story of a lot of fun. 5,860 people in the arena watching the Panthers and their Predators in a doubleheader. The game was, the games were really good, Darren. But this is what you don't know, and I haven't told anybody this. It went to overtime, 5-4, the first game. Sam Bennett scored in overtime for Florida to win. Connor Ingram of Imperial Sass played the first period in goal for Nashville. Didn't allow any goals on 11 shots. And for whatever reason, they took him out. I don't know why. But anyways, the game ends, I thought, with the Panthers winning in overtime, 5-4. The people were, like, getting up, not really knowing what to do. And the public address announcer goes, Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we're now going to have a shootout. <laughs> like, this is like willy-nilly, man. This is like pond hockey, and I'm here for it. I love it. But it's like nobody in the building knew that they were going to have a shootout just for spits and giggles. And then right. there was like five shooters aside, and I don't even know who won the shootout. I don't care. Owen Tippett scored for Florida. I think they won it. I don't know. It was just an exhibition shootout, and the game was not on television. It was live streamed. But I just 
does that sound as odd to you as it did to me sitting in the arena that we don't even know what we're doing here and then, oh, we're going to have a shootout. What the hell? Welcome, welcome to hockey in South Florida. You know, to me, that sounds yeah. like a Vegas thing or maybe what they do in a new yes. market. But you know what? No, I think it's, it's one of those, um, I don't know what you want to call it, um, preseason moments, right? Like, hey, look, at these two teams are in. We're going to have a shootout because we want to experience that. We don't want to go whole preseason yeah. and not have that as part of the dress rehearsal. So after every one of these games, we're going to have a shootout. It's, it's what you see around here in spring camps, right? In spring camp. Um, you'll play the game and then you'll yep. have a shootout so you can see and evaluate how everybody's doing. So that's really what it feels like, like a junior hockey spring camp. Doesn't matter what happens in the you know, green and white game, the blue and white game, the red and white game. Um, we're still going to do the shootout at the end of it. So I kind of think it's cool. And whatever you can do to get the fans involved as well. But this is about evaluating these players too. Wait a minute. I might have <clears throat> chastised you in haste, Darren. Now Uh-oh. I know why I can't get logged in. It's asking for my Apple ID. Ta-da! Bob's your uncle, and I'm in. <laughs> Bob's your uncle. I'm moments away from. I'm moments away from having viewer comments. So just hang on. Uh, and by the way, yes, Panthers treated me like gold. You saw that they have a spot oh, yeah. for me there on the press box. Uh, they're saying for the season. I talked to their scouts. They were all excited about the fact that they were playing a doubleheader because this way they were able to watch everybody. Joe Thornton did not play at all for the Predators in either game, by the way. I think it's because they feel they know what they have in Jumbo Joe. And let's move on. Apparently, I care way more about the NHL preseason than anybody else. And that's fine. Uh, so, NFL week three. Hang on. Hang on. This is the other thing. This is what I took out of Sunday. And you can tell me what if you took out something different, Moose, but Mason Crosby kicked a 51-yard field goal on the final play of the game to lead the Green Bay Packers over the San Francisco 49ers, 30-28. to 28. Can people stop texting me, are you watching this? Because it's, I'm old and I'm on the East Coast. <laughs> I didn't get that until I woke up this morning, right? Stop asking me if I'm watching. Put your phone down and just enjoy the games. And then Justin Tucker, this was going around the rink. Yesterday, Justin Tucker set an NFL record with a 66-yard field goal, bouncing it through and off the crossbar as time expired to lift the Ravens to a 1917 win over the Detroit Lions on Sunday. It broke the record set by Matt Prater. And we all remember that, December 8th. Uh, it was a 64-yard field goal, Denver against Tennessee back in 2013. This is one thing that bothered me about Florida, though, the hockey game, Darren, was everybody behind me was talking about the NFL. And I'm like, um, thought we were here for hockey, but whatever. <laughs> Um, those big kicks for week three in the NFL, what were your takeaways from Sunday? It was crazy, right? We had the 66-yard field goal, and Justin Tucker is automatic. Um, but I yeah. didn't know he would be from that distance. We had a 68-yard field goal attempt that resulted in what I think was a 109-yard um, missed field goal return for a touchdown. Um, there was a lot going on on Sunday, but I look at some of the games and I was kind of following them and I just want to pull them up on my phone here. So I have them, but Cincinnati beating Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is not a great football team. Um, right now, Ben Roethlisberger, they had him throw the ball 58 times in the football game. Yes. That's incredible. Mac Jones and the Patriots lost, and Mac Jones threw that ball 51 times. Like, they're putting a lot of pressure on him right now. And you know what? Jameis Winston, I thought they needed to let him throw the football a little bit more if they were going to have success. He only attempted 21 passes. Kamara was better. 
Sean Payton and the, and the Saints are really going to ride that, that top defense in, uh, in New Orleans, but they're back on track. Um, it was a pretty good Sunday. I mean, Buffalo is who we thought they were, a really good football yeah. team. I don't know what happened in week one against Pittsburgh. Um, and Denver has continued to show that they're a pretty good football team, too. As, I mean, they, they uh, slapped around the Jets a little bit, but uh, it was a good football game. And, man, Sean McVay's emotion and his excitement in that football game, you know, and the chemistry he has with Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup, that's a lot of fun to watch those guys. Yeah, week three in the NFL right there. We'll roll through all of these as the program goes along today. This is Hour 1, brought to you by E. Cole Electric. Uh, how about those Blue Jays? This is the final week of the regular season, y'all. Blue Jays are in the thick of it. Toronto chasing American League East rivals New York and Boston in the race for the final two American League wildcard spots. New York holds the first spot after sweeping the uh, Red Sox in three over the weekend. Uh, Red Sox fell one game back while the Blue Jays are now two behind the Yankees who will begin a critical three-game series in Toronto tomorrow. All three teams are off today. The Mariners and A's also still have a chance at claiming a wild-card spot. The regular season will wrap up Sunday. The wild-card teams will meet in a play-in game October 5th with the winner advancing to the ALDS. The Blue Jays, here's the silver lining. Uh, This weekend, they got the Orioles. So we'll see. It looks like it's almost in their hands. Take care of your business against the Yankees this week and the Orioles this weekend, and you're in. What more would you want than that? Now, moving on, Moose. CFL Week 8. Let's go back for the scores again. Hamilton beat Ottawa way back on Wednesday, 24-7. to The Argos beat the Alouettes 30-27 to Friday night in the first of a doubleheader in Toronto. And then the Rough Riders won at BC. What was the final? It was a th- yeah, 31-24. Again, caught... John Lynch called me on Saturday. The Don Cherry of football. So what would you think about the game? I don't know, John. I haven't watched the highlights yet. What do you mean? I was in bed, John. I watched the first quarter, and then I went to bed. And uh, oh, I can't believe you didn't watch the game. Well, it's late, John. You, you get it, Darren. He's 83. It was He's really totally, late. Uh, very late. Yeah, not getting it. And then my phone started blowing up all day Saturday with football guys, with everything imaginable. Cody Fajardo wasn't in. He tucked it. He didn't cross the plane. Lucky Whitehead needs to be cut. He fumbled two or three times. This is what's happening in Ottawa. Chris Jones is 1-0 with the Argos. So, but there were no games Saturday, Sunday. So that seems like literally a month ago, wouldn't you say? It really does. And it was. It feels like that long ago. And, <clears throat> excuse me, the BC Lions are going to be watching game film today. And they're going to be getting back mm-hmm. to work this week. And they're going to be disappointed because they let a win slip away. They gave away a win to the Riders. Now, Cody had to go down and engineer that drive. And what he did with Jason Moss was, was awesome. And it was, it was very special. And they still had to win it. But BC left points on the board in this football game. And down the stretch, made far too many mistakes. This game should never have came down to the last drive. And the BC Lions will be a disappointed football team. Not because they got beat, because they knew that they let one slip away. And you know when those games come along. And for BC, this was self-inflicted wounds. But when you give Cody Fajardo the football at the end of a football game, that's what's going to happen. And, you know, he made sure that they capitalized on those mistakes and won the football game. It was was an entertaining finish. Wasn't a great football game start to finish, but it was very entertaining down the stretch. 
Had a guy, an Army guy, text me and say, is this a record for the Rough Riders? I said, for what? He said they scored 13 points in 13 seconds at the end of the game, or whatever it was. I said, I don't know. I'm not Wikipedia. I said, ask Van Stone. But, yeah, that was a lot of points in the final minute of the game for Saskatchewan to win. Um, point five, rugby. Rugby for Explore Edmonton and the Rugby World Sevens. The Canadian men lost 33-14 to Kenya in the bronze medal match Sunday on day two of the HSBC Canada Sevens at Commonwealth Stadium. While the women, Canadians, women, Canada's women won bronze. But on the men's side, Alex Russell and Jake Thiel scored tries for the men against Kenya. Brenning Prevost added two conversions. Kenya, which led 14-7 to at halftime, scored five tries in the match. Series champion South Africa defeated Britain 24-12. In the final, the South Africans also won last weekend's HSBC World Rugby Sevens event in Vancouver. On the women's side, the Canadians easily defeated Mexico 63-5 on tries from nine different players in the bronze medal game. So, anyways, that's five points. The sixth is Canadian University football. And Moose, you were calling the games. We'll talk about that when we come back. The warm-ups brought to you by E. Cole Electric. Our annual fall promotion sale is on now with special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items. E. Cole Electric, let's get to work. So we'll bring in the viewers next. We'll get to our weekend photo album because mine somewhat breathtaking. And continue to talk sports on Canada's daytime sports talk show. When we return, you're watching back on Game Plus TV Network all week. Live across all 10 provinces and 31 states, including Florida, on TDS Cable. Live streaming on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me. The thing works. Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. It's Canada's daytime sports talk show continues from beautiful South Florida. We'll get back to the football talk in a moment. But as we mentioned earlier, there was a plethora of NHL preseason games on Sunday. How'd your team do? Uh, I don't even know how many games there are. I'm not going to add them up here. Orders over the Flames 4-0. The Winnipeg Jets went to OT, lost 3-2 to the Sens. And the Vegas Golden Knights fell 4-2 at home to the San Jose Sharks. Vegas Golden Knights insider Gary Lawless joins us from Sin City to talk about that game. And I, I hope a few things CFL, as that's never far from his mind and heart. How you doing, Gare? I'm good, Rod. How are you? As you can see... Can't hear me? Uh, not... Can't, yeah, I can hear you just fine. As you can see, things couldn't be much better for me, although being in Vegas would be nice. 
How did that game go last night, uh, Gary? The 4-2 loss to the Sharks. I saw you had a mix of young and old in the lineup. No, Is there no uh, no uh, washing machine at that, that place you're staying at? You're, Why? You're wearing a dirty shirt. You got a Panthers uh, logo on there, Rod. What's going on? <laughs> Went in Rome, my friend. Went in Rome. Went in Rome, indeed. Yeah. Uh, a lot of young guys last night and, um, you know, some players that hadn't, uh, Lucas Cormier never played a professional game before, a uh, young star from uh, Charlottetown in the Quebec League. He was in the lineup for Vegas. Paul Cotter had a good night. Uh, Mark Stone got a puck in the ear. We're waiting to find out uh, um, if that's serious or not. So, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I think there were uh, there were seven or eight guys that you would call Golden Knights regulars, uh, Logan Thompson and Jesper Vickman were the goalies for, for Vegas. Thompson played uh, played the whole game. So uh, a little bit of a different look for, for Pete DeBoer and his group. Gary, uh, we've really enjoyed our NHL sort of training camp previews, and I guess this would, this would um, qualify as that. You're still sort of in training camp. How many spots legitimately are open on that Vegas Golden Knights roster out of 20 would you say yeah interesting I, you know after the game last night uh, and we haven't seen all of the players but i just sort of said based on what we saw last night if the if it was opening night you know you'd have your same top six as last year your third line would be nolan patrick between yanmark and uh evgeny uh, dodonov and then the fourth line would be you know, there's four guys, I think, you know, Will Carrier, Brett Howden, Nick Waugh, and Keegan Colasar all in the mix for that. And I would suggest to you that Waugh and Colasar have have jobs and it's uh, it's Howden and, and Carrier fighting for, for that last spot and then how they align that group, I'm not too sure. The blue line will be very similar to what it was last year. Dylan Coughlin, I think, Will be the seventh D instead of uh, instead of Nick Holden, who's been traded to Ottawa. So spots, I- I'm not sure if there's any. You know, uh, Peyton Krebs could sort of take what I just said and said, "Wait a minute, uh, I'm going to make this team and try and take a job." But uh, um, you know, he's going to have to be really good because of you know if they keep him, they got to wave somebody. You know what I mean? And you don't want to lose Brett Howden or 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 will carry a for nothing. Those are guys who would get scooped up by, by other organizations. So, uh, spots, I'm not sure there's any, but then the next question is where does everybody play? Nola Patrick was really good last night. And if he keeps growing and keeps getting better, uh, you know, maybe one day Pete DeVore wakes up and says, this is a number two pick overall. This is a guy who's supposed to be a franchise center. I think I'm, I want to look at him between Stone and Pacioretty. I, you know, I don't think that's the way the season starts, but that, I, you've seen Nolan Patrick a lot as a junior player. Isn't that the expectation? Isn't that what you think he's going to be at some point in time? You know what? I was going to save the Nolan Patrick talk for later, but let's get into it now. He's a first-round talent. There's no two ways about it. And when the Golden Knights acquired him, because people know that they are my favorite team, and they still are, Gary, I thought if anybody could get him to play or knows what he's capable of, 
it's Kelly McCrimmon. And obviously, Peter DeBoer must feel the same way. Um, but he has not gotten to his potential level yet. I wonder how they think that they're going to get him there. Yeah, unlocking Nolan Patrick, I guess, would be what you would uh, say. Pete DeBoer said something really interesting the other day. He was asked, you know, why are you excited? Uh, or are you excited about having Nolan Patrick? And his response was, when we were able to acquire Dodonoff, who DeBoer had in Florida, he was excited because he knew he was getting. He, he, I, I know, he, DeBoer said, I know what this player can do. And so he said, for the same reason, I'm excited about Nolan Patrick because no one knows a player better than a guy who's coached a player. And he said, and Kelly McCrimmon coached Nolan Patrick, not just for a little while, for a long time. Kelly McCrimmon knows what Nolan Patrick is and what he can be. And so that made DeBoer excited. I, I think, you know, removing expectations uh, from Nolan Patrick and that kind of pressure that, you know, that goes along with being a second overall pick. I think that's a, that'll be a big bonus for him. I think surrounding him with the right kind of people. And, you know, he's got like stones like his big brother. You know, another guy from Winnipeg uh, that uh, is uh, uh, th that played for the Wheat Kings. There's a connection there. Then you, Kolasar is a Manitoban. Howden, born in Alberta, but raised in, in Manitoba. Uh, White Cloud, a Manitoban. Uh, you know, there's a, there's, a real, there's a real connection and comfort there, I think, for Nolan Patrick. Nolan Patrick is a shy guy. He doesn't have to worry about that here. That's all kind of, he's already family. He's already part of this group. And I also think that the communication uh, between Pete DeBoer and Noah Patrick will be, will be really strong. But I also think that, you know, it doesn't hurt that Ryan Craig was, uh, was a great weak king and he's right there on the bench and he can kind of, you know, speak to, to Nolan and all these connections make it easy and comfortable for Nolan Patrick. And I, every person is different. You know, you're able to walk out of a, out of a long spot in, in radio in Saskatchewan and, and start a new venture and look like the same guy overnight. Some people couldn't do it. Some people, it would, you put them in a different situation and they might struggle for a little while. I, I think that this situation for Nolan Patrick is way better than Philadelphia was. Oh, yeah, and I think if anybody can do if actually the only team that could probably do it is Vegas, uh, Gary, you're right. But the thing with Nolan, great family, great talent. He's got it all. Maybe it's just a maturity thing, and uh, he's still a very young guy, but hopefully it comes around sooner than later. But look, I'm not joking when I say the Golden Knights are, are my favorite team. Although the Panthers are making a run, they're treating me very well, Gary, very well. But I don't even need to ask you, Marc-Andre Fleury and Ryan Reeves probably – two of the top three jersey sales in Vegas. Would I be right? And they're not there. So how's that going over with this year's team? Or with uh, the fan with base? With the I team, mean. I think it's fine. Yeah, the, well, the, fan, the, team, base, the fan base. The fan base. Yeah, the fan base, I think. Uh, listen, it's like any time you trade what way of a favorite player, people get upset. People went out and bought, bought Marc-Andre Fleury jerseys, bought Ryan Reeves jerseys. They loved those guys. Now they're not here. Now one of them's in Chicago, one of them's in New York. It's not just them. You know, uh, Nate Schmidt was traded at some point in time. Uh, Paul Statsny came here. People really liked him. 
Thomas no- Thomas Nosek. He's an original Golden Knight, a guy that uh, you know scored big goals for the franchise, two goals in the in Game One of the Stanley Cup Final. Important guy here. Yeah, fans are sad to see those players go, but professional sport, the National Hockey League. If you're not moving, it's like sharks. You know, if you're not moving, you're you're dead. And um, teams all around the NHL are trying to get better all the time. Is is Kelly McCrimmon supposed to stay stagnant and not try and make his team better? He looked at what happened in the playoffs last year and decided, okay, I can't have twelve million uh, wrapped up in goaltending. I need to spend some of that money on offense and. You know, went to the market and found a found a deal for Mark Andre Fleury, um, put him in a good place. He's going to have a chance to really do some great things with the young Blackhawks team that that might you know is getting Jonathan Taves back and still has Patrick Kane. Some exciting stuff. Went and got Seth Seth Jones. It could be really fun for Fleury in Chicago this year. Uh, you know, people are upset, but if Kelly McCrimmon can can book a parade on Las Vegas Boulevard at some point in time. I, I think they'll understand why he did it and be happy that he did it. Yeah, and Gary, uh, listen, I got to get around to the CFL in a minute. Here's my last Golden Knights thing. You guys picked by everybody sure. to be number one in the Pacific Division, followed closely by Edmonton. I'm sure expectations aren't anything that the Golden Knights would shy away from, that brain trust or players. I'm talking about pressure. Like, do they feel pressure, or is that even does that just roll off their back? Yeah, they, they feel pressure, but the pressure comes from within. These guys are here to win. This has been, this is uh, a very talented team uh, assembled by by management here. And every player wants to win a Stanley Cup for their own reasons. And when you're this close, when you have, when you've been to the final four, three out of the four years of the last four seasons, uh, you know, the disappointment has, comes along with that and, these players want to get over disappointment and want to have uh, want to win the last game of the season, and uh, they're they're driven to do that. So, to the CFL, we are officially halfway through, and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are the best yeah. team in the CFL. There, I said it. Does it stay that way right to the end? Yeah, you know, they're all these little slogans. They mean things for. You know, they're, it's cliche to say that, you know, the CFL doesn't, the season doesn't begin till Labor Day. Well, this year, obviously, it's different because of when the season started and the length of the season. Uh, no, no preseason games and a year off. Like, I think you need to be really careful about anointing uh, anyone. I famously wrote a column in Mike O'Shea. I think it was his rookie year in Montreal, in, in Winnipeg as the head coach. I think they were. They won. They were four and zero, or they won four of their first five. And I wrote a column saying, "This is a mirage. This team isn't that good." And uh, and it was true. The team crumbled after after that. They weren't uh, they weren't a, a contender. This is not a mirage. This is a really good football team. Uh, good on the line of scrimmage. Caleros is playing uh, excellent at quarterback. Andrew Harris seems to still have a little bit left in the tank. Uh, you know, I, I I just think you have to be cautious uh, about you know saying they're the best team in the CFL. Will they stay there? I, I guess they are at this moment. Will they stay there? Lots of football to be played. I think the big thing for them though is make uh, make Edmonton or Saskatchewan or whoever it's going to be 
make them come to their place for the Western final because uh, it, it, it's going to be, when's the Western final going to be played? Like the last week of November? Wow. Is that the rate? Is that the timing? December, tw- this, this, December 12th is the Grey Cup, December 12th. So walking yeah. back, I would say December 5th, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, I, I want to use that to my advantage. I want to make uh, whoever's coming uh, come to their place and and be able to to take advantage of of the conditions uh, of a home crowd and uh, all the good things that come with being the home team. But that to me is uh, that's got to be Mike O'Shea's big goal right now. Although Mike will tell you, I text Mike uh, uh, after most games and uh, and he always says. It, one of the texts he always sends back to me is, well, we've got Hamilton next week. It'll be great to start another one-game win streak. He really is about that that moment. And, uh, boy, I bet you the people in Winnipeg are glad they didn't fire Michael Shea because he wore shorts. <laughs> and they were one in five at the time. But, hey, I'm Tanya Gary. I could talk to you all day. You've now found out that Mike, speaking of Mike's, Mike Davis is one of my best friends, and he's now the coach of the Las Vegas yeah, Knights football league team. He says he says you guys talk almost every day, and mostly about CFL stuff. Is that, is that a fact? Our graphics designer Brady Hackmeister um, probably knew nothing about the CFL uh, uh, prior to this season, and now he knows a ton because Mike comes to see him every morning. Uh, uh, right around, uh, right when usually when the players are starting practice, and I'm at my spot looking out over the ice, watching practice, and Mike uh, comes over to to chat for a moment to Brady, and it usually ends up in this long conversation about uh, um, who's playing quarterback in Ottawa and what are what are they doing, <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, he's uh, a, a real interesting guy, knows the CFL at a at a at a high level, so it's a lot of fun for me to be able to still uh, still chat about the league with him. Well, maybe they'll be winning a United Cup in the first year in the Indoor Football League. Gary, thanks for following all you're doing, man. No, no, me either. Thanks for the time, my man. Stay safe down there. Let's do it again soon. Yeah, change your shirt, okay? Jeez. Send me a new one. Gary Lawless joining us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> from Summerlin, Nevada. Hey, I'll put on anything if the price is right. Moose joins us next for that Canada West update as promised. And don't forget, A.J. Galante, the former owner of the Danbury Trashers, the Netflix documentary that's taken the world by storm from the United Hockey League. A.J. Galante coming up in hour two as well. You're watching the RP Show live on this Monday from Dodge City in South Florida on the Game Plus TV network. YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rod. 
Welcome back, everybody. Uh, just ahead of more fun and frivolity with the Moose, a sports update. Shane Pinto scored 25 seconds into overtime to lift the Ottawa Senators over the Winnipeg Jets 3-2 in NHL preseason play on Sunday. Jets star Pierre-Luc Dubois scored as well, but had to leave the game in the second period after getting cross-checked in the face. Oilers first-round draft pick Xavier Bogart led Edmonton over Calgary in NHL preseason play. The 22nd pick overall had a goal and a helper, and the Oilers beat the Flames 4-0. Seattle made its NHL preseason debut with a 5-3 win over the Vancouver Canucks in Spokane. Team Laura Walker became the third women's team to earn a berth at the Tim Hortons curling trials later this fall. Walker defeated team Corinne Brown 8-4 at the trials direct entry women's curling competition in Ottawa. And the New York Yankees won 6-3 and completed a three-game sweep of the rival Boston Red Sox. Aaron Judge doubled in the go-ahead runs and Giancarlo Stanton followed with a two-run homer over the Green Monster. The Yankees have won six in a row. Not a good time for the Jays. They lead Boston by one game for the top wildcard spot in the American League. The sports update for the Tap Brew House and drive through Liquor Store, where you'll never have to ask them to get the CFL game put on. For Baller's Rec Room, home of the four-hour Rough Riders tailgate party. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Okay. Come back in, Moose. How you doing, Moose? I'm doing great. We got him? Yeah, I'm here. How did you enjoy the uh, interview with Gary Lawless? Brimming with confidence, those guys in Vegas with the Golden Knights, eh? Why wouldn't they be, right? The way they've been able to have, you know, success the last few years. But you know what? The rest of the NHL appears to be catching up, including Florida, right? And you have to kind of be worried about, obviously, Colorado, and you have to worry about some of these other organizations. But no, Vegas is entering this season as another team that's a favorite once again. They're confident now. They're not just the new kid on the block finding their way. They're, uh, they're on top. And, and uh, you know, why wouldn't Gary be excited? But I love having Gary on. He's always great. And those interviews are always a lot of fun to watch. I'm looking at the comments from the viewers here. The haters are out today, Moose. Uh, Jason good. Austin says on YouTube, Jason Austin says, the Knights are a perfect example of a team that will cut you loose in a heartbeat and often a season earlier than a season too late. Uh, well, all the good teams do that. Do your job. All the good do teams your job do and you'll be fine. Right. It's a McCrimmon thing. Do your job and you'll have nothing to worry about. Mike Horrigan in Toronto says the Vegas Golden Knights are underachievers and there's really no point in supporting them. Who hurt you, Mike? <laughs> Who hurt you? Spicy. From Rob Somerville. Happy Monday, Rod Squad. Rod and Moose tuning in from the peg. Looking good, lawman. It did look like Gary lost some weight. Yeah. It did. I think he found the pink drink. He might have. Um, mm -mm 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 -mm. Some of the viewers here from Alley in Edmonton. Happy Monday, RP show. Hope you enjoyed those exciting CFL games on Friday night as much as we did. Wowzers, have a great day. Go Riders. From Aaron B., did the Riders win on Friday? Say more about the Riders finding a way to win or the Lions finding a way to lose a game. They should have won. Uh, Probably both. Probably both. But we're halfway through the season, and things are getting interesting. I'll just say this. This is week nine in the CFL. Tuesday, Edmonton at Ottawa. Don't ask. Tuesday, Edmonton at Ottawa in a rematch of the 2015 Grey Cup. 
Friday, Winnipeg at BC in a rematch of the 2011 Grey Cup. And a Saturday doubleheader, Montreal at Hamilton, Sask at Calgary. By the way, I'm going to start the viewer takeover a little early, Moose. Yeah. From the 480, which Clark correctly pointed out last week is Scottsdale, Arizona. They're watching us down in Scottsdale, Arizona. Jim is the guy's name. And he says all NHL teams, as per policy, can request a shootout in the preseason, even if the game is tied. Not just Florida. Signed, Jim from Edmonton, Scottsdale, and Cabo. Guy sounds like he leads a charmed life. No kidding. Doesn't he? Yeah. Um, Listen, if you haven't noticed, we're doing things a little differently around here. We're covering the National Hockey League now, so I'm not a regular at NHL preseason games, and I thought it was just quite interesting and cute that I'm sitting in my seat at the Florida Live Arena, and it's 5-4 in overtime. Game over, and the announcer's like, all right, folks, we're going to have a shootout. <laughs> People were like, they did a hairpin on the concrete, right back into their seats to sit down and watch the shootout. I thought it was great. I didn't know that you could just do it like that. Yeah, why not? It's a hell of a thing. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Bob's your uncle. They can do it in Melville, Saskatchewan, so we can do it in Sunrise, Florida. Bob's your uncle. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, here's the thing about the Florida Panthers. I told you that you and I talked on the phone this morning, and um, this is is their year. You know, I'm telling you, man, I've been down here over a week. That 1996 team comes up every day. And I've been around sports people and hockey people, but I don't think it's just sports and or not just hockey people. Every day they it's come up around me, the 96 run, where incidentally they got swept. That's what people forget. They were swept by Colorado. And they haven't won a playoff series since, but they're saying the Heat are bad, the Dolphins aren't great, the Marlins are perennially terrible. This is the Panthers' time to do something and get on the stage here in South Florida, which I think is tremendously exciting. But here's another thing. Normally, you and I would be going to junior hockey preseason games right now and getting ready to do regular season games. Well, I was taking phone calls all weekend, and I don't want to say from whom. I don't want to out these people, but they were talking about the Pats game on the weekend and how there weren't enough concessions open, and people missed half the period because there was only one concession open. And the exact same thing happened last night at Florida Live Arena. The exact same. I waited with my little dude, Brody, the whole way to the front of the line. And they're like, no popcorn, bro. I'm like, but it says popcorn on the thing, and you got a machine right there. <laughs> no, go to section 130. They've got popcorn there. I just stood in line this whole, can we interest you in something else? No. How about no? How about that? So it wasn't just... It wasn't just a Pats thing. And um, Jack Fulton, watching in Vulcan, Alberta, says, Rod, speaking of living a charmed life, guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. Moose, listen, when we we come back, I want to hear all about your Bison's Rams weekend, and we'll get into... Yeah, here, the Blue Bomber, Brandon... Writes in and says, watch the U of R versus U of M game on the weekend. Heard Darren do the play-by-play for the first time, and he was great. The kid's very talented. He's very talented. 
And did you notice that your doppelganger was at the Rams card, uh, Rams Buccaneers game yesterday? You I saw that. I did. I did notice that they pointed him out on uh, Sunday Night Football, yeah. Football Night in America. So uh, it was good. Yeah, between the three of us, we got the the country covered, the continent covered. Clark's telling me to take a break, so we'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. Holy smokes, do we have a lot of stuff to get through here, and we do have time in what's left of hour one. Uh, the Moose is with me, and <clears throat> I said we would turn it over to viewer takeover, but first, I do want to talk about Canada West football. Their season opened on the weekend. Manitoba Bisons beating Regina 21-17 at IG Field. Darren called it. The Bisons rallied from a nine-point deficit at halftime. Scored 13 unanswered points to beat the Rams, 21-17. The Alberta Golden Bears down UBC, 44-19 in Edmonton. Brad Lonhart threw three touchdowns, and Matthew Peterson ran one in for the Golden Bears. Uh, the Calgary Dinos knocked off the Saskatchewan Huskies, 34-20, in a rematch of the last two Hardy Cups. The Dinos put together a stunning 6400 and sorry 614 yards on offense including three touchdowns from quarterback Josiah Joseph to thump the Huskies 34-20. So, Darren, you called the Rams-Bisons game. And then this one, Calgary hammering Sask, that had to be a bit of a surprise, no? A little bit of a surprise. Adam Sinagra led the Dinos to the Vanier Cup in 2019. So they go to Joseph, who's very athletic and capable, but a little bit of uncertainty. But they've got two receivers, the Philpott twins, who are just outstanding in Calgary. They are special athletes. And they went up and down the field. So they had some success. The Huskies are better than that, too. That will be one and two in the conference. I'm sure of it. Um, at least that's what the coaches thought in the coaches poll. That's what everybody seems to think. Um, so expect them to meet again and, and in the playoffs. So I'm looking forward to that. The Rams started really well in the game against Manitoba. Really well. Got out to a 16-0 lead. Josh Donnelly had almost 200 yards passing before the half. And then they did nothing in the second half. Manitoba's defense is amazing. Their front four, really good. Um, Brock Gowanlock, the kid on the defensive end, was looking good, uh, creating uh, wreaking havoc. But they lost Des Catelier. He's their veteran quarterback. They lost him to what looks like a season-ending injury. So that's difficult. And then Alberta looked pretty good in the win over uh, um, UBC. So it was a fun opening weekend. It was really fun to get to Winnipeg. Um, interacted with a ton of fans, um, not only of uh, university football, but of this show that wanted to stop and talk. They wanted to say hi to you, including Daniel, who toured us around the stadium. So it was really great to uh, be able to uh, see everybody and uh, um, get to Winnipeg for the weekend. Did you tell him Rod's in Florida never coming back? <laughs> I never said oh, he wasn't right. that you're not coming back, but I did say that you are in Florida. And we've, again, been given countless invitations to come there for playoffs, whatever you need. He's like, whatever you need, tickets, you na merchandise, you name it, I got you covered. So, Oh, wow. Us. Yeah. How about that? Next, uh, well, we love them. We absolutely love them. And we can still cover the Winnipeg Jets, but I'll be doing it 
from South Florida for for now. Anyways, <laughs> uh, next hour. Oh, I'm really looking forward to this interview with AJ Galante owner of the Danbury Trashers. We've got our weekend photo album to get to for Great Western Brewing Company. <clears throat> I feel like we barely got started, Moose. So everybody stick around. We'll be right back with Hour 2 for Core Green after this time out on Game Plus TV. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.